Hello and welcome to Type 2 Take 2 Podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your Certified Ketogenic Integrative Health Practitioner, and this show is an extension of my coaching practice, Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness. Here, we discuss blood sugar dysregulation, hormones, and inflammation based off of research, clinical practice, and not-so-common sense. We use food, lifestyle, labs, and faith to get to the reason of why your body is going so crazy and then pull it out from the root. You'll not only learn why your body is doing what it's doing, but you'll also learn how to support it and heal it yourself. Welcome to the show. Kick back, relax, and join the ride. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner, and today we are going to discuss triglycerides and their connection with your type 2 diabetes. Stay tuned. Did you know that lowering your toxic burden will decrease, will decrease the amount of inflammation that is created in your body to protect you? Did you know that? And now for some chit chat. Well, guys, I have been able to finally try those period, those reusable period pads for the first time. And, you know, <laughs> when, when I actually need to use them and not just for a test drive. And I have to say that I am slightly impressed these period pads, these reusable period pads made from 100% organic cotton um, come from the period company and they are impressive. Um, they're comfortable. I, on the bike, as I ride my bike, I don't really feel anything, which is nice because I don't like to feel things when I'm riding on a bike outside of, you know, the struggle of trying to keep up with, with the tempo so I can get to work on time, my nine to five, not my passion. You know, you all are there. Um, so I've taken some pictures with them. I'll be posting them onto Instagram so you can check those out. Um, because I'm kind of, kind of proud of them, but you know, it still remains to be seen. I do know that the biggest test for me would have been one riding the bike because I, I seem to find that every time I use disposable toxic uh, pads, uh, that they always seem to leak if I'm riding a bike or if I am, or if I am sleeping, which I'm pretty sure every woman can rue the day when she has to sleep and she's on her period because she usually has to put a towel underneath herself just to be sure that she doesn't mess anything up on her bed. Well, in this case, I am, I can say that again, I was pleasantly surprised to be able to sleep in them and then not find, and not find anything on my bed. Um, because that's usually a big problem, no matter what I do, no matter what I do. Uh, so I'm excited about it. I also have to say that, you know, the leak that it holds, a lot of fluid and the bottom of the, or the, yeah, the bottom side where it's supposed to be leak proof is apparently leak proof. Now the proof will be in the pudding or <laughs> the blood pudding, if you will. Ew, gross, Danielle. I know, I know. Um, but I'm really excited about them because that's just one less way for me, or that's just one more way to, for me to decrease my, my toxic burden. I'm pretty sure you guys have been walking along with me as I've been telling you about how we, how I've been trying to decrease the toxic burden in our home, as well as in my workplace, as well as personally, as I go about the day. So in home, I did start off with cleaning with vinegar and baking soda, which is great, not mixed together because then they neutralize and they're not as effective, but separately baking soda for uh, laundry detergent with a little bit of Castile soap by Dr. Bronner's. And then uh, the, the white vinegar I used for the dishes. Now, since I've gotten the Dr. Bronner's, I use the baby version where it has no scent and I use that for the dishes. But if I'm not using either one of those for the dishes, then I'm definitely using the doTERRA On Guard uh, Concentrate, which I love. I actually use that for work. Um, I actually use that for work and I have it 
I've added a few um, drops of peppermint oil and, and lemon essential oil to the mix. So that way it has a nice smell for my clients because as I mentioned before, um, we have been introduced and kind of uh, brainwashed into thinking that the only way it's clean is if you can smell a fresh scent. And then sometimes, you know, clean is like not smelling the scent, but that's neither here or there. We all like to have a, a clean or fresh smelling house. Sometimes it smells like daisies or, or lemon or grapefruit or Sprite. Oh, um, well, not the Sprite. But anyway, since that's what we all expect, that's what I deliver. I added the essential oils to my doTERRA uh, concentrated cleaner and I take it to work in a pump and I just pump where it's needed for the bathrooms. I use three pumps, which is a total of uh, three tablespoons. And then also for the kitchen and then for uh, damp dusting, I use one pump to go into a, into a nice bucket and then I clean that way and I have my nice hot water to boot. Uh, so that's how I've been trying to lower my, my uh, toxic load. And I'm so excited about it because I'm just moving closer and closer and closer. And as I do that, I've also, you know, try to do things at home and personally speaking, things that I have to touch, not just the cleaning product, but things that actually go on my skin and things that specifically go on our skin for at least for some of us, seven days, some of us, five days or somewhere in between is those Kotex, those always, those pads that, um, yeah, unfortunately they're toxic. You can read more about it. It's all over the news now besides tampons, not just tampons, but the pads too. They're toxic. And so we don't want to have that against our very fragile skin where our skin is absolutely absorbing, absorbing those toxins and going straight to the bloodstream and affecting our hormones. You know how I feel about our hormones and affecting our hormones. And since I don't want to affect my hormones and I want to get the best out of my life. And when I go into menopause, I don't want to go into menopause, then I'm going to do my best now to prevent those things from happening. And that means taking care of myself, monitoring the toxins, monitoring the things that I put in my body and protecting myself, not being anal or, or afraid, but knowing, just being knowledgeable, not being knowledge is the power, right? So like I said, I have started to use my, my period company reusable, um, pads and, um, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, they have a, a clip-on button. It's one of those snap buttons. You just snap them to your panty, and then you just go about your day. So uh, I will probably bring some more news next week as to my final thoughts on them. But for now, I'm loving them. So that's the chit-chat. Okay, and now for the Equalife update. One of the key factors in maintaining good health is ensuring your body is able to eliminate toxins. And you know how much I talk about toxins. While the community's favorites uh, like the Dr. Cabral Detox and CBO Protocol are adept at doing just that, Dr. De Dr. Cabral has been working on and formulating a way to amplify toxin removal in concert with these amazing products. Which begins, which actually brings us to this very special product launch, which I am excited to talk about, which is Equalife's new Universal Binder, a breakthrough functional medicine formula that is a safe and effective way to enhance any detox protocol, including CBO, even if it's not this CBO. To celebrate, they have decided to add this into the promo list of buy, purchase $149 in Equalife product and get this vital, this bottle for free while supplies last. This is not something that um, you should uh, ignore because uh, there's only about 500 bottles that they save to the side so that way you can go ahead and test it. And this is going to be available until the 5th of February. Today is... Um, the beginning of February. So you want to get your hands on this while the getting is good. Do not forget to grab this bottle along with your $149 worth of product, because as we all know, it's important that products make promises that they keep. They must keep their promises. And that's why the Dr. Cabral and Equalife Universal Binder Product Guide will help you to see exactly what you need to do to get this working for your body. And the great thing about it is that you don't have to uh, drink charcoal anymore if you choose not to, which I have every intention on drinking charcoal just for the fact that I want to be able to say I did it. 
But Equal Life's universal binder has been formulated with key active ingredients like bentonite clay and activated charcoal, but they are in capsule form. So these ingredients have porous particles that, atta- that attract and bind the toxins being released via any deto- detox protocol. And the best part is that you don't have to taste it. It is an absolute game changer in the detox binding world. And you can be uh, you can be sure that it won't be bogged down with lead and any of the other uh, specious ingredients. Um, this will amplify toxin removal, reduce bloating and gas. It helps with skin issues, alleviates brain fro- fog, and increases energy. So if you are looking to get a detox on, don't forget that you need your binder. Why do you need a binder? So that way it can wrap up all the toxins that you are letting loose that have been stuck in your body by doing these protocols. And so that way they don't release their their continuous toxins back into the body. So it doesn't be recycled back into your body. So this is something you want to take a listen to, pay attention to it, and get on this deal. The It will be listed in my link tree. So go ahead and jump on there and get started. And now for some setbacks. Honestly, guys, I don't have any setbacks right now. <sighs> I know. You can ring the bell. Woohoo! Ring the bell for me. I don't have any setbacks. I'm so glad to say that because sometimes I do. Wait, 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 wait. Reverse. I do have a setback. I have been staying up late and tonight is no different because I need to finish and, and get this podcast out and... I could have done it Monday, Tuesday, and Sunday, but I didn't because there were things going on, so I didn't, but that is my setback. My setback is I have been staying up late, and if I want to detox properly, I need to get my beauty sleep. (laughs) There is... A wonderful wholesale program going on on the Envision Health doTERRA website, which is doTERRA.com forward slash ehinwa coach, E-H-I-N-W-C-O-A-C-H. It'll be connected to my link tree. If you join the membership program, then you can save a 25%, meaning you a uh, retail price of a lavender which would be 36 euro is now 27 euro if you join the program. So how exciting is that? And as you may know, lavender is very dis- is a very distinct aroma and with countless a- applications. Now, lavender has become one of the most popular essential oils that you may know of and you probably heard a lot about it. Anciently, the Romans and Egyptians would use lavender for bathing. And since that time, Many have discovered the myriad of other benefits it holds. Lavender is widely used in cosmetics and perfumes for its ability to promote healthy, clean skin. And additionally, its calming properties are often used to relax the body and improve mood. Its versatile benefits make lavender an oil to have on the hand wherever you go. And I personally have a lavender bush in front of my home. So whenever I get the opportunity and they're in well bloom. We gather some of the lavender uh, the blooms and we let them dry a bit and then we let them go and then we put them in satchels and put them underneath my pillow. If that is not available because of the weather or because of the season, then it's great, it's great to have the lavender essential oil at my fingertips so that way I can just drop a bit here and there or diffuse it. So take the time and become a member. Save 25% on all of your orders by becoming a member my member join my membership guys <laughs> at uh, doTERRA.com forward slash e-h-i-n-w-c-o-a-c-h or you can go to my link tree and i'll have a link directly there so that way you can get started and you can save yourself 25 percent on all of the products that come your way i mean why pay retail when you can pay wholesale come on <laughs> Okay, guys, we are coming to you today with our topic of triglycerides and what the connection is with diabetes and how interesting that is. You may wonder or ask or even say out loud that triglycerides would have anything to do with type 2 diabetes, but it is a fact along with cholesterol 
um, your blood, your BMI, and also your whether or not you're obese, but also the the width of your waist and your neck. All of these have a lot to do with diabetes type two, which is why we want to go into it because we want to make sure that we are covering things that are absolutely rele relevant to what you're going through, and maybe perhaps we can also learn how to avoid some things. So. That's why we're here today. We were talking about triglycerides. I did throw a teaser out there on my Facebook page. Actually, that was my private Facebook page. So sorry, y'all, to the rest of you. But today, like I said, we're going to go over triglycerides. Triglycerides is a very awesome topic, and I can't wait to get started. So maybe you'll get a pen. Maybe you get a piece of paper. Maybe you'll take notes. Maybe you'll just listen gently and or reverse or rewind the sound uh, so that way you can hear it again some of the notes this is somewhat of an overview and i will determine whether or not i want to go forward with a a, a second segment just by uh finishing up here or if i think that i give you enough information if not you'll hear a part two all right so let's get going all right so one of the questions you may be asking is what is triglycerides okay and maybe also why does that matter to me and that's a very good question and i can and i'm right there with you because at first you know i'm kind of like like i'm kind of that person or i was that person and said well if i don't see it it doesn't bother me if it's not making me feel bad then i'm fine but in actuality that's not exactly the case because triglycerides can show up and actually not bother you until it bothers you so let's go ahead and talk about what triglycerides are and who have them. Well, firstly, everybody has triglycerides. <laughs> everybody has triglycerides. Um, they're transported, they're transported uh, through the body by plasma. They're fatty acid esters um, of which uh, they come through by dietary fat. So it's whatever you eat, triglycerides. I say dietary, dietary fat, but that's not necessarily true because triglycerides, as you will soon learn, is highly affected by highly processed foods refined processed foods good night do you guys ever do you guys ever wonder like does she ever get off this topic the answer is no and the reason why is this you know a lot of the um a lot of the disease pathways the, the pathogenic moments in our life can be tracked back to some of the things that we eat a lot of the times by the things that we eat and one of those things that we eat are highly processed carbohydrates, not the natural ones, not the ones that grow under the underneath the dirt or above the dirt or, you know, something you can pluck off. But I'm talking once it's been plucked off, it goes to a, a refinery or a plant. It gets stripped of its nutrients. It gets um, some things probably shoved into it so that way it could be said that it's iron rich. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, they um, put it on the, they pack it up and put it on a shore shelf and a store shelf. Sorry, guys, I am so cold. It's cold right now. But they put it on a store shelf and then they say, here you go. And then you eat it and then it's highly refined. So the inflammation process begins and that affects your insulin. Okay, so there's that. The whole this whole podcast is over. We just got the whole 100% lowdown on triglycerides. No, guys, I'm just kidding. I'll get a little bit deeper, but first I gotta get a blanket. It's really cold. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm back, and I do have a blanket wrapped around me, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful I have a blanket. Sometimes we need to be thankful for those small things. Because I promise, you know, turning on the heater with all this electricity and gas prices, like seriously, it's just not the business. We're not trying to do that. We'll be cold. Or we'll get a hot, we'll get a water bottle and put hot water in it and just put it next to us, which is an even better idea. But uh, that's for a different podcast. All right. So we're talking about triglycerides. So let me go ahead and back it up a little bit. Um, triglycerides are part of the lipid fractions along with cholesterol. So they, uh, they have their own, uh, parts and cholesterol and triglycerides are kind of like brothers and <laughs> brothers. Yeah, I will go and go with that brothers and, uh, and they are within the human body. So triglycerides are fatty acid esters, like I mentioned before, of glycerol, which respect the main, um, which represent actually the main lipid component 
And I mentioned dietary fat, and we'll, we'll go ahead and go there for a minute because then we'll see how everything else affects it. Dietary fat and fat depots of animals. So they are insoluble in water. And like I mentioned before, they're transported by plasma. Um, the best numbers to have in your cholesterol, or I'm sorry, your triglycerides are 150 or less. Okay, that's the best that you want to have, 150 or less in triglycerides. And you, you may wonder or ask yourself, well, how do I know? Well, then you just ask your handy-dandy doctor, the one who's supposed to be helping you with all this stuff, um, to run the numbers. And usually that is like a general test. That is an actual general normal test that, that, we, that they would take. And so that means that there should be no problem. There should be no crying um, about them not being able to take it for you because it's normal. Okay. So that's the normal part out, part about it. And that's awesome. And then we go to um, normal numbers, like I said, 150 or less. Then going above 150 to 199, that's borderline high. If you got those numbers, that's what you're looking at. Just in case they say, oh, well, you're if they say you're borderline high, then you know it's between 150 and 199. And then if they say, well, it's high, then they could be talking about between 200 and 499. And that's um, milligrams per deciliter. Uh, and then there is very high. If they say it's very high, then you know it's above 500. It's 500 and above. And Usually numbers mean something when we range it from high to low, um, especially if 150 is supposed to be normal or less than 150 is supposed to be normal. And that's great, but you don't want it too low either because everything has a purpose. So we're talking about the numbers and what it looks like along with what is triglycerides. But you may wonder, well, what's the big deal about triglycerides? Okay, so fine, I have high numbers. High, I have no, fine, I have normal numbers. What's the big deal? Well, there were, I've gone through a lot of research papers and I've gone through a lot of uh, sources to, uh, to accumulate information for you all to give to you in a, a, in a not so too smart way. Um, and uh, not as an insult to you all, but so that way you don't have to go digging through the papers. You're more than welcome to dig through the papers. Um, that's absolutely fine. That'd be super cool if you teach me something as well while you're at it. I love to learn things. I really, really, really do. I love to learn things, especially when people are willing to jump on my Instagram and say, hey, Danielle, remember that podcast you did about triglycerides? Well, this is what I learned, and maybe you were wrong. I'll take it. Yay, because you're doing the work. Well, I've read in some of the research papers that triglycerides affected heart disease and cardiovascular uh, disease. And then I read in other papers where there was no correlation. So great, fine, awesome. But what has been mentioned in all of them is atherosclerosis, which is the hardening of the, um, of the veins so that where the blood is being pumped through the arteries. And, and that's not a good thing because if they're hardened, that means they're no longer flexible. If they're no longer flexible, that means that the, that you could be dealing with afterwards blood pressure problems because you want your, you want your art, your arteries to be nice and supple, not meaning that you want them to be gushy and whatnot, but they need to be flexible enough to be able to handle all of the, um, all of the proteins and the, and the nutrients that go through the stream. Now, taking it a little bit further back, we're talking about atherosclerosis and why does it matter if we have triglyceride um, issues if our triglycerides are too high? Okay, so from what I've read through all of all of the papers, like I mentioned, atherosclerosis, Atherosclerosis. If your if your arteries become hardened, then it's harder for your bloodstream to flow freely. If you if it's harder for your bloodstream to flow flow freely, and plaque, for example, is accumulated within the art within the arteries, then you'll have things blocking the airway, such as if as if you were to put a rock or a stone that's just just small enough smaller than the hose 
of a of a the the hole of a water hose. You put it in there; it blocks the waterway. If it blocks the waterway, then it it causes it a, a a delay in pressure, if you will. You have to apply more pressure for that water to get to the to the point where it's supposed to be released at the hole of the of the hose and so goes your arteries if your arteries are stiff have you come across those stiff just very <laughs> you probably haven't come across stiff arteries but a stiff water hose very stiff has been sitting out in the summer though heat has gotten to it things have damaged it and besides all of that then you try to stick something in there it's not flexible it, it, it hardly even bends and then it cracks so that's what we're talking about okay so there are certain things that you can do to for your tri for your triglycerides and i i don't think that i'm bringing this home well enough and i really really want to so let me go ahead and explain um let me go ahead and just explain a little bit about this some of this information that i've gotten from pubmed a lot from PubMed. I've gotten a lot from the Mayo Clinic. I've gotten a lot from WebMD. I've gotten a lot. There's just there are just too many sources. I would give you all the sources, but there are just so many, and I tried to write them all down, but you know, that's what it is. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with the reasons why one would uh, gain <laughs> high triglycerides. Now, it could be within a metabolic syndrome, and we talked about metabolic syndrome, and I I, um, I missed blood pressure. I didn't mention the blood pressure uh, aspect. So there's blood pressure. Like I said, there's cholesterol. There is obesity. There's blood sugar dysregulation or BM obesity or BMI, uh, a high BMI. Uh, and then there's also blood sugar dysregulation. Okay. The it could also be liver-based congestion. You know, you gotta check those bile ducts. The bile ducts could be could be full. It could be, like I said, arthrosclerosis. But as we've talked about, arthrosclerosis is also caused by triglycerides, high triglycerides. So is it the hypertriglyceridemia or is it the arthrosclerosis which comes first? Well, it could just be a feedback loop, which is even worse. It could be poor metabolism, not being able to break down the the foods that are necessary so that way they can be stored in the cells. Um, it could be blood sugar dysregulation, which if the blood sugar is dysregulated, as we know, inflammation occurs. If inflammation occurs, then cells are no longer uh, cells are no longer able, to absorb the glucose as needed because they are crusted over, if you will, with the oxidization or the damage that comes from inflammation after a long period of time. There's lower thyroid slash adrenal based issues. There's fatty liver. So there are a lot of reasons why this could occur. It could also be that it's genetic but we don't want to lean on genetics when it comes to this. And the reason why is that you hold the baton and only you decide if you're going to throw that thing up in the air and catch it or not. You can throw that baton up in the air and then it's up to you to catch it. But that's, that's a really horrible metaphor. But everybody uses the loaded gun metaphor. But let me just do it because it's so much easier and maybe you'll get it. Your genes you have you have your genes those are the gun but only what you decide to do in lifestyle will load that gun and pull the trigger okay so it's up to you what you do and some ways to determine or some ways to prevent high triglycerides are some of the things that i mentioned before triglycerides are fatty are are they're lipoproteins if you will and so if they get damaged, then <laughs> it can cause, they're important for the measure, for, to measure heart health, as one would say, they increase the risk of heart disease, as some say and others don't. They're a type of fat lipid in your blood. And when a person eats any calories and not used right away, it's stored in your fat cells. 
as triglycerides. And then your hormones are what release them and use them for energy between meals. If your hormones are out of whack, which your metabolism is connected to your thyroid, then that would be one of those where the thyroid will come into play. You mentioned, remember we mentioned some of that as far as the thyroid is concerned. It could also be that you're possibly eating more than what your body needs. If you're eating more than what your body needs, then your body will take that, take the the energy, the food, convert it to triglycerides and stored in the it's stored in the fat cells. It'll stored in the cells, and then when it's time, when your body finally, when your body finally is without food and you're not eating between meals, but you're eating without, is finally without food and it needs energy, then your hormones will release the triglycerides and use them as energy. But if you're constantly eating and you're not taking that break, I teach my clients only eat three times a day, only eat three times a day because the pileup is immense. The pileup is immense. Your body will continue to store what is not necessary. So if you're snacking, um, I, I tell my clients, if you want to eat something that is a snack and you're so excited about it and you want to eat it, then put it with your meal that you would normally eat, your, your breakfast meal, your lunch meal, or your dinner meal, whatever the case may be. Put it with that so that way it's all at once and you give your body time to, to digest and to store the energy sources the way they need to, the way it needs to. Because just as you see here, eating more than what you need and to, to be full and to be satisfied, the body is, will, and especially for with high carbohydrates, processed foods, will cause it to create hypertriglyceridemia. And that's it's a mouthful. It is hypertriglyceridemia. Your body will create that because hyper meaning more than or excess or extra or high extra hyper triglyceride. Okay. A swelling of edema swelling and over swelling of triglycerides. You don't want that. Why? Why don't you want it? Well, because it can contribute to atherosclerosis, for one, the hardening of the arteries, which we talked about earlier. And so I did mention that atherosclerosis could be a reason that you have high triglycerides. But it seems to me that high triglycerides is what would cause the atherosclerosis. We talked about the metabolic syndrome, liver-based congestion, poor metabolism, See, all of this comes into play now. If you think about the reasons for that, because if you have poor metabolism, then your body can't break down and use the energy that's necessary. So it stays there and it weighs you down. It gets stored in your fat cells. And then if, if it doesn't, if it feels like it needs food, and if there is no food available, then it'll break, the hormones will use it to break them down and then use it as energy. But if your poor, if your metabolism is in a poor state, then it's going to be out of whack. It's not going to do the things that it needs to do, which means that it'll continue to store the food, whether it's excess or not, into the fat cells, the adipose tissue, where it becomes inflammatory and inflammatory cytokines take place. Then your body is in excess of of adipose tissue, fat, your body doesn't like that. So instead of it, instead of you just being able to move on with your life, it creates inflammatory processes to let the body know that this is not okay. It becomes toxic to yourself. It's a, it's pretty amazing. There are certain things that you can do. Let's talk about that. Okay, so if you were to go to your doctor, if if the doctor is a holistic doctor, integrative doctor, functional medicine doctor, hopefully, naturopathic doctor, hopefully, the, they won't jump directly to pharmaceuticals because they know better that pharmaceuticals are only going to drag you, <laughs> drag you down. I was talking to just 
this is not this is off topic, but this is to prove a point. I was talking to one of my clients today, and he said that he was on this cholesterol medication. The cholesterol medication was doing him pretty well. He said he has he had cholesterol all of his life from what he said high cholesterol all of his life. He said that he was placed on a medication, and then for some reason his insurance said that 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 medication was no longer available during COVID, and then. Made, gave him a different medication. Well, that medication caused him pain. It caused him all types of swelling and 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 uh, joint pain in his shoulder and in his knuckles. And finally, he was able to talk to the doctor. Talk to the doctor and say, "I need a different medication." Well, they gave him a different medication, and that one was borderline okay, but it wasn't great. And then they finally found a different medication, which was great. But then, guess what? The insurance would no longer pay for it. So he went back to this horrible medication, the same horrible medication that kept on causing him pain. And as a fact, matter of fact, his wife as well. So what did he do? He finally said enough is enough. He talked to the doctor and he said, I can't take this anymore. It's caused me so much pain. I'm more, I'm in more pain now with my cholesterol medication than I am, you know, just having high cholesterol. He said, I'm, I'm 80 something years old. I think I've lived a long enough life to know what that, you know, that I'd rather live my last days in peace and in, and, you know, not in pain. And his wife followed suit. And that's just an example. You see, these medications are going to always cause other problems. I'm not saying not to take medication. If you need your medication, you do, right? But we don't want to live on medication. It's not a, it's not a medication that he needed to live on. He was taking these medications forever, all of his life, really. And really, if they had really gotten into it, they could have told him what he could do to lower his cholesterol or to balance, balance his cholesterol and get his, get his levels right. So as I say that to you, mentioning the story, let me go ahead now and talk about some of the medications that are available to people who are trying to lower their triglycerides. This is just a few. This is not all of them. So there is niacin. Uh, that's called uh, also nicotonic, uh, uh, sorry, nicotonic, nicotonic uh, acid uh, there. And it's called, it lowers the triglyceride and LDL. There's fibrates and it's called, it's phenof, uh, phenofibrates, uh, tricor, phenoglide, uh, and there are some others that's under, there are statins. Statins generally lower cholesterol, but if you have lower cholesterol, then they'll probably put you on. If you have cholesterol issues and you have triglyceride issues, then they'll probably just put you on the statin anyway, so that way you can lower it. Um, and and it's offered to those with triglycerides, uh, higher triglycerides, and those with diabetes, the diabetes patients. Um, there are, there's another, and I appreciate this one so much more, which is omega-3 fatty acids, which is a better, I feel, fit to the situation as well as lifestyle changes. Because if you continue on with all these medications and you don't make lifestyle changes, then you're not doing anything for yourself. You're just, <laughs> you're just drugging yourself. And for what? It doesn't help you. Not in the long run. Let me go ahead and give you some statistics, okay? Um, I was reading an article. as a, It was a research paper, and it was about um, some test subjects. Uh, in, these, in this research or in this study that they did, there were 5,065 5, people who did this study for over five years. No one had diabetes at the time. Everybody had normal blood sugar. And then they started to increase the, um, the amount of triglycerides in, their, in the body, in the people's body, in the study's body, the people of the study. But again, remember, no one had diabetes at the time. There was only normal blood sugar and impaired blood sugar, okay? But no one had uh, blood sugar regulation, but nobody had the nobody had diabetes of the 5085 um, of the study it progressed 4000 
4,064 were in the normal category and 40 of them wound up with diabetes. 4,064 were in the normal category and 40 of those people in normal category wound up with diabetes because they increased their triglyceride levels. So they became hypertriglycemic, they became hypertriglycemic, if we will. <laughs> 998 of them wound up with impaired fasting glucose. Impaired fasting glucose, which pretty much means became insulin uh, uh, insensitive, resistant. The cause was every 10 milligrams per deciliter of triglyceride level was uh, that was increased increased the risk of their diabetes by 4%. And of the impaired glucose by 2%. And even when triglyceride level rose, but it was stayed in the normal rate, um, around 150, uh, uh, around 150, the outcome of the uh, increase in diabetes and glucose impairment continued to increase. It increased the risk by 4% even though it, it was stayed within the normal rate because it rose, it increased the risk of diabetes, of glucose impairment. So having tri higher triglycerides is a big deal. It's a big deal, but it's nothing to be afraid of because you know how to fix it. It's a big deal, but you know how to fix it. And that's very important. It's not only it's not only enough to to um, just say okay, well I'm diabetic or I'm going to take this medication or I'm going to take this um, omega three fatty acid and believe me that does such a wonder for the body. It does. It does omega threes. It does a wonder for the body and you actually need it to heal and repair your cells. But that's still not enough because if you are still damaging your cells with the processed and over-refined foods that you're purchasing at the stores, those oils, guys, the oils, the soy, the canola, the sunflower, the soya, the um, the rapeseed, all of those damaged oils, that they're, the corn oil, things that they're just creating in the factory and serving up to a, on a platter to you and saying, here, drink up. You know, it's heart healthy because it doesn't have any saturated fat. Let's get off of that, guys. Saturated fat does not affect your, your cholesterol. That's not the problem. Saturated fat actually helps you. <laughs> it doesn't affect your cholesterol negatively, I should say. Cholesterol is 80% created within the liver. And you need the cholesterol for your hormones, to create hormones. So let's just go ahead and drop that one. It's not about that. Now, all of these damaged, horrible, fatty, uh, deli uh, probably delicious, these, uh, these, these oils that are being used, these uh, processed carbohydrates that are being used on a daily basis. If you just look at it, just look at it for a second. Look in your cupboard. I want you guys to take a moment, look in your cupboard and look in, and see what you have there and see, do you have dried pasta? What was it made with? Was it made with lentils? Was it made with lentils? My pasta is made with lentils and nothing but lentils. That's the only thing that's in the ingredients, lentils. That's it, lentils. That's amazing. But do you have pasta that's made out of wheat, durum, spelt? Do you have any? Do you have any of those things that are and that have added have more than one ingredient to it? Two. I'm not even saying. Look, I make dishes all the time that have more than one ingredient to it, and it makes it absolutely delicious. But we have to look at what we're doing. I'm adding fresh ingredients to a pot to make a soup. I'm adding fresh ingredients into a sauce to make enchilada sauce. I'm not taking things and then processing them in a way to strip them of their nutrients so that way I can only get whatever and then bleaching them so that way they can be deodorized so that way I can use them without gagging. I'm not doing that. That No, that's that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Are you doing that? No, I know you're not. But guess who is? The people you're buying food from. All those things in those packages and the bags and the things and the plastics. Oh my word. You know, there is so much that is going on in our bodies that we just need to be more careful. We can't let people drug us or, or, or you know, poison us with these things. We have to stand up for ourselves. If we didn't learn anything within these last three years, I hope that you learned how to stand up for yourself and stand up for, you know, for your uh, autonomy. 
the government is going to keep on giving access to these people. Your government, my government, his, her government, everybody's government, they're going to give access to these people. Maybe some more than others and maybe some less than others, but they still have the access. And as long as they have the access, they're going to continue to serve this food up to you and they're going to dish it up on a platter and say, here you go. And they're not thinking about what is going to happen to you. And maybe they did all the tests and maybe they found out that it's going to hurt you, but they like the dollar. And maybe some of them didn't do the test and they just want to do something nice and make it great for you, but it's still hurting you. At least one of them is not being malicious, but the, 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 um, the result is still the same. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. The triglycerides does affect your blood sugar. Did I explain? Did I explain? I wonder if I did. Let me go ahead and try this one more time in explaining how this goes. The What happens is lowered insulin levels prevent certain molecules to be used and therefore stored in cells as fat, causing more adipose tissue, creating more inflammatory or inflammation by lower, lowering. It lowers your HDL, what they call the quote-unquote good cholesterol, and it increases the LDL, what they call the quote-unquote bad cholesterol, which causes pancreatitis. And what does the pancreas, what does the pancreas do? It makes insulin. Insulin is needed to sweep up those the energy that should be going into the cells so that way there's no inflammation that's being caused. It's a horrible loop. It's a horrible loop. I want you all to think about this. I know it's a lot to think about, and I hope I said it not as quickly as I normally speak, um, because I really want you all to grasp this. I think this is a full-fledged triglyceride answer to uh, what's going on with triglycerides and diabetes, and what is the connection. And I think that is sufficient because, as you as you heard me read about that study. The more they increase the triglyceride level, the more diabetic and or insulin resistant they, the people became. That is a lot of people over a five-year span to have glucose intolerance, to have, you know, diabetes in general, insulin resistance. It's, this is not what you want. This is not what you want. But if you know that there's a connection, then you can do something about it. And what do the both of them have in connection? The foods that those processed and refined, overly processed, overly refined foods that you consume damage your cells. The cells cannot have the, the glucose swept into them by the insulin. The insulin, therefore, become your cell therefore becomes insulin resistant the pancreas has to dish out more and more insulin to cause the 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 glucose that is in your body to be stored into the cells and if they cannot be stored into the cell for energy they get stored into the adipose tissue to be wait to await the day where leptin and or ghrelin decides to let them loose once leptin or ghrelin lets them lose, then they can be used as energy. And that's usually, and ghrelin would be the one because ghrelin, like a gremlin, is hungry. Ghrelin will release that and then let it loose as energy so that way the body can use that between meals. So you're not necessarily going to starve. If you uh, fast between meals, then you'll actually lower your triglycerides your, your triglyceride levels. If you do that, you are also allowing your cells to have time to heal and not have to be forced, have more glucose forced into them. Your cells can be autophagized or turned over so that way they can, you can have new cells, a, a cellular genesis occurrence. And then those, the new cells that are created because they're created every day, um, the cells that are created are, can be used as new healed cells that have don't have those the glucose or the insulin insensitivity the and that's important so i think now if not ever we've brought this to a head 
We've connected the dots. If you have any questions, I really want you to reach out to me at envision underscore whole underscore health on Instagram, or you can email me at teamihinwa at gmail.com. That is E-H-I-N-W, teamihinwa at gmail.com. And ask me the questions. If you have questions that you want me to answer on the show, do that as well. I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I'm excited about it. I want to thank you so much for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode with people that you know it will benefit. And if you're not sure, share it anyway, because maybe they'll get a benefit from it. It's time that we take control of what we can take control of. There are things that we can't, but what we can, we can. So let's do it because nobody's going to be fighting for you like you fight for yourself. Unless it's your mom. Your mom. (laughs) Your mom is always going to fight harder for you than you will for yourself. That's the mama bear. Thanks again for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day. And I want to wish you a wonderful... um, a wonderful, healthy eating. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us here at Type 2 Take 2 Diabetes and Health Podcast. We do want to remind you that we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. So if you have a question that is medically grounded, please contact your provider so that way they can give you the best information that they have. However, if you have any questions concerning your health or how to get to the root cause of your problem, feel free to message us and we'll be glad to assist you on your journey to a brighter and happier, healthy life. Once again, we are not doctors. We cannot treat, we cannot diagnose, and we certainly cannot cure but we can surely help you get to where you want to be healthfully. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day.